0: Log Talk Radio. Hello, hello out there in radio land. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Friends Vitaligo Support Community. This is our Friends podcast celebrating 11 years of bringing these broadcasts to our community. And it's our delight and pleasure to come on when we have an opportunity and have folks share their journey, their life story of living and coping with vitiligo. Again, I'm joining you live today from Boston, Massachusetts, where it's pretty gray outside. There's no sun to be seen. And we are now at a 34-degree mark. And the things are okay. I just uh, touch base with my guests today, and they're in the teens and the high 20s, low 20s, I would imagine. And so I think we're doing a tad bit better than they are. But we're going to forge ahead. Uh, we're going to forge ahead. Uh, Big Friends Villalueva Support Group is um, delighted, like I said, to be bringing you these um, uh, special broadcasts. They are being sponsored by My Vitiligo's team. If you don't know them, get to know them. They are powerful new uh, leaders in our community. My Vitiligo's team, everything te- um, technical, technology-wise, they are up to speed. So get to know My Vitiligo's team. They are the sponsors of our show. Today, joining me live from Minnesota. I want to say hello and welcome tiffany how are you
1: hi valerie i'm good thank you i'm i'm excited to be a part of this so thank you it's an honor
0: yes and let's tell the audience first we want to apologize we tried doing this um some time ago some weeks ago and we had some technical difficulties but we're trying it today i wanted to give tiffany an opportunity to tell her journey, her story. My show is called The Journey with Vitiligo, and so I wanted to hear her personal testimony, journey, if you will, with this vitiligo. So I don't want to hesitate. I'm going to jump right in again. um, Tiffany, if you would introduce, tell us a bit about who is Tiffany? Married, single, life, work, career, what are you doing? Thank you.
1: Sure. Yeah, so, uh, born and raised in, uh, Edina, Minnesota and, uh, where I currently reside now. I did live, uh, on Sanibel Island, Florida for about six years, but I'm back in the cold state, but happy to be here because my family and friends are here. Um, I am 37 and I own a home in Richfield with my pit bull named Larry. <laughs> I am currently single, no kids, uh, but happy and healthy, which is great Um, i find that to be a positive Um, i do currently have a foster puppy at my house so i do apologize in advance if there's a little bit of ruckus in the background so Mm -hmm. that's kind of a hobby that i do about once a year is i i foster dogs and i kind of rehabilitate them and find them a new home so that's kind of keeping me busy during the winter months when it's a little colder outside and can't really do much i'm not much Mm -hmm. of a winter person (laughs) i love the sunshine and beach i'd rather have but Yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Um, Work-wise, I am currently um, a food broker, so I'm in food service sales, um, Mm -hmm. which I love. I get to talk to lots of different people, lots of different personalities, um, and I very much enjoy it. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. So that tells us a little bit of um, beautiful Tiffany, homeowner, Mm -hmm. dog lover, and all of that. Well, good to hear Mm -hmm. that. Now let's move in and then let's step in. A little more into the waters how were you introduced to this word that many of us surprisingly unfortunately had to add to our vocabulary how were you introduced to vitiligo your first knowledge so uh, i
1: so i was uh five years old when i was diagnosed with vitiligo uh, which was right around the time that my parents divorced so I'm not sure if that is related, but it very well could be, um, because I know that it can be stress induced. Um, so again I was five and wow. um sorry, my dogs are playing. <laughs> you can hear them. So um and you know, that was thirty two years ago. So there wasn't much uh as far as technology, community support, um, social media, really internet was kinda new. <laughs> so there really wasn't a lot to uh, research, or anything like that. So um, that's how I was introduced to the wonderful world wonderful world of Italygo.
0: <laughs> wow, So was there any family history? Have you seen anybody with it before?
1: Not at all. Um, no one in my family had it uh, in my history. No one has it now. and i have a, I have a fairly large family, lots of cousins and aunts and uncles on both sides. So I was the lucky one (laughs) and I still am. Like I guess now I've got nieces and nephews and although they're still young and obviously little Igles can come at any point in your life, but I am still the only one in my family that I know of as far as any history. So
0: yeah. Now when you when you saw this and you went to a, a doctor to be diagnosed, how was that interaction and then what did they recommend that you
1: do? Yeah, so um, my my mom, bless her heart, she was uh she's a single parent of four kids. So she uh worked a lot to support us and we didn't have um, a lot, but you know, she obviously wanted to address it, so she brought me to uh the dermatologist and they told her what it was and we and they um, recommended a few treatment options. So we did some light therapy for a little while, but that just kind of got wow. a little stressful with schedules and it was expensive. And, you know, my mom trying to juggle for kids and work and all that, it just kind of got a lot. So then we tried like a steroid cream and mm-hmm. that did really nothing for me um, from what I remember. And I kind of had to ask my mom a little bit of a recap on that because I was so young. Um, and then, you know, we just life just got busy and we just kind of let it do its thing without treatment. Yeah,
0: no. So the light treatment and the, the cream that you got, you would really say you saw no, uh, your mom saw nothing from it. No, no, not that it was helping. At yeah, all.
1: not really. It was, it was more, um, she told me that like because it was like burning my skin and she, mm-hmm. she thought that it might even cause more harm because mm. we weren't aware of, you know, cause like I was getting sunburns, So then she was worried about, You know, when I was when I would get older, like any more like more potential for cancer, things like that. So uh, we were uneducated at the time as far as how that would affect me when I was older. Um, I did, however, fast forward when I was probably in my mid early to mid 20s, maybe like early 20s. I actually did like treatment on my own because I had a license so I could drive myself. I went once a week. And when I did the light treatment, um, my, my vitiligo area would kind of freckle up and my pigment would come back a little bit, but mm. it was something mm. that I had to keep doing. And it was like pretty expensive because it, yeah. it wasn't covered by insurance. So I was paying all this money for something that I knew wasn't a cure. So I was kind of like, why am I doing this? I just wanted to, I guess, yeah. try it and see what it was like, you know, cause I didn't do anything for so many years. And, Mm -hmm. So now I've just come to terms with it, and I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. So no more treatment for me. Yes.
0: Well, let's back the train up a little bit. So five years old, let's go into elementary and even into your teenage years. Listen, today bullying is terrible. How was your experience as an elementary, as a teenager, uh, early dating? How was all of those periods? Yeah,
1: so it was definitely a struggle because the kids didn't know what it was. They were unaware, you know, so obviously I can't be mad at them or blame them, but I, I hit it a lot, you know, living in Minnesota in the winter were fairly covered up the majority of the year.
0: Um, right. in the
1: summer, you know, like summer breaks, um, I would go to the pool all the time with my family, like with my brothers, we would bike ride to the Dyna pool and, you know I would get stared at a lot. I would feel very insecure and self conscious about it, but I still wanted to like mm-hmm. have fun and be a kid. you know I didn't mm-hmm. let it really keep me inside you know um there were some snickers and teas and things like that um just because they didn't know what it was so right but then again i I covered up a lot uh when i when I could um and then fast forwarding a little bit to kind of more middle school high school um yes. I became pretty confident in who I was and mm. wanted to just like, I. and if people asked me, I was actually excited and happy that they did because then I could educate them. I would rather That's have people right. ask than assume. <laughs> so I always appreciated that and always thanked them for asking me. Um, so, you know, I, I did get teased here and there, but you know, kids tease other kids for various reasons. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, right. So it was tough. Um, even <laughs> some family members would tease me, which is kind of sad, but that's because they didn't know either. You know what I mean? Right. It's just kind of a kid being a kid. Um, right. But now that we're older and we have the resources that we do for researching and things like that, it's it's nice. Um, there was a time that, um, when I was probably like 21 or 22, when I was out at the bars with some friends, <laughs> this was kind of a funny story. This was a funny story. Excuse me. (laughs) They're playing. Um I was at the bar with some friends and you know, you get a little bit of liquid courage and I see like three to four girls like nearby just kinda like staring at me and like snickering and laughing. So I went up to them and I was like I'm like, Hi, um I noticed you guys are staring at me, can I help you with something? And they're like, Oh, we're just noticing your really bad self tanner application. And I'm like, oh, wow, because I have it on my arms and, I, and it was summer, so I was wearing like a tank top and yeah. I get my my pigmented skin gets pretty tan. So there's quite a bit of contrast. And right. um, when they said that to me, I was like, well, actually, it's called vitiligo. And I kind of gave them like the synopsis of it. And then they all just like drop jaws dropped and were like, mm. oh, geez. And then I went home and probably cried a little bit because it's, you know, kind of g- it, it was it's. It's sad that, that that's what people think that it is, and they can be so, you know, and that was like in my early 20s, you know. But what a powerful like,
0: teaching moment. What a powerful teaching moment, though. Whether it's liquid mm-hmm. courage or whatever way, the, the fact that you built up enough to go over to them, I, I applaud you. I applaud that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, it sounds as though, your mom and your brothers were your amazing, amazing support system. So is it safe to say that back then there was no support group? Had you guys ever heard of a support group in your neck of the woods at that time?
1: Not at all. Zero zip. Like, I I didn't even think about researching or doing anything like that. It was just kind of like, it is a part of life and you just go about it, you know, um, but I would say that my mom is definitely my number one cheerleader and supporter. And, you know, I'm very grateful for her and everything that she has done for me and my mm-hmm. brothers. And, you know, especially me being her only daughter with vitiligo, you know, she feels very guilty about like yeah. not being able to do much, but obviously it's not her fault. And, you know, she's very proud of me because I am extremely confident and I'm successful and happy and healthy, and, you know, that's what matters. Well, tell
0: mom. We look forward to meeting her. I personally look forward to meeting her. Uh, we'll talk about a little more about that in a minute as to where and when. But just to say thank you for being that, um, it, all that she had going on in her personal life as a mother and trying to take care of her children and working but just surrounding you with that umbrella of love and and support that you needed. Kudos, kudos, mom. Yes.
1: Hope she's listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's
0: wonderful. We have one, um little ago, one of our women in Connecticut. That yes, yeah, she is an only girl, and she had about three brothers. And oh my God, they would go out maybe to uh, um, what do you call them, circus or fair or whatever and people staring, and the boys, like, they, the boys were like her, her brothers were like her security guard, her, you know, shield. <laughs> um, was that ever the case with your brothers?
1: You know, t- to be honest, not that I can remember. I'm sure they would defend me if they heard people talk about me if I wasn't around. Um, okay. You know, kids weren't, like, that terrible. I think it's because, you know, it. You know, because I, I, I hit it a lot when I was a kid, you know, but yeah. now I can defend myself. And I, I, kept, I guess I kind of learned just to defend myself in situations like that um, when it did happen when my brothers weren't around. So I think that's where I, like, learned a lot of my confidence and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So
0: the 37-year-old Tiffany that I'm talking to, to, uh, to right now, taking a look back, how would you, in a couple of words, say that from five years old, when you were too young then, from five years old to now, how would you say you um, you handle yourself emotionally, bearing, carrying, walking around with your vitiligo?
1: Um, how, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? How would I what?
0: How, how, looking back at, at Tiffany through the years, how would you say, in a couple of words, um, and, and someone out there listening at your age has really beaten themselves up about vitiligo, I want them to hear how you handle yourself through the years with your vitiligo.
1: Okay. Um, you know, I would just, what I would say is just be proud of who you are. Um, you know, I, I've obviously struggled here and there. Some days are better than others, but mm-hmm. you just got to keep pushing yourself forward and being healthy and enjoying life you know, and and not let the, the skin color hinder you from life experiences. You know, I've gotten to do a lot of great things, um, and I feel very fortunate. I've always felt fortunate growing up, um, knowing that, you know, there are people that don't have the, the things that I have access to. So I guess I've always just had more of, like, a grateful, positive outlook on things because I can do so many things with Yes. My body and my life, you know, yes. and and it's it's. I know that you said a couple words. That was way more than a couple words. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what I wanted. You had
0: to flip yeah. the script. Though. If you let's flip yeah. the script. What is one okay. worst experience that you can remember, recall right now, with your in your village journey? One, the worst experience you've had.
1: Worst experience.
0: Yes. With teasing. Um, bullying, I- rejection from a, a boyfriend, I don't
1: know, whatever it is. What's your worst experience, you would say? Um, I would say, you know, when I was probably, like, in my teens and 20s, just not feeling confident enough to go mm-hmm. do something, you know, and then regretting it later on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish I would have went. It sounded like if I'm, like, whether it was, like, a, a a party on a boat where I had to wear, like, a bikini, It's like, I didn't want to put myself in that situation. So I think it's yes. maybe just regret for not doing the things that I should have done and not let my vitiligo prevent me from doing things.
0: Yeah. But look at you now. <laughs> Come look at I know. One thing that, that made me think of is I interviewed a young woman from Jamaica, and she was recalling having a boyfriend, and they went out, I would say, just for conversation, I think maybe first or second date. And, you know, back then you were walking, it was, yeah, cars were accessible, And so she's walking along with this boyfriend, all excited, probably probably bubbling in her heart that she's with this boyfriend. And across the street on the other side, someone is yelling, oh, my God, you're with her? Look how she looks.
1: Oh, no, that I would be awful.
0: How has uh, dating d- dating been for you?
1: You know, um, it's been pretty good. There have been a few times that um, someone didn't, you know, obviously not everyone wants to date me, <laughs> but um, no one's really ever said that they don't want to date me because of my vitiligo, um, which true. I appreciate, but I, I'm sure it has probably Affected a few people, but not, not to my knowledge, um, the, the people who I have dated in my life have, have always accepted it and actually liked it. Cause I'm unique and different and I'm confident and all that. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it's always nerve wracking in the beginning though, when I have to kind of tell someone not knowing if they know what it is, then I have to kind of educate them on it. And then they're like, okay, that's cool. So I think people are becoming more Accepting of differences just because we see it so much more often nowadays than we did. So, um, but it's so interesting that a lot of people don't know what it is. Even my like seventy two year old boss didn't didn't know what it was.
0: And that's why our job is to seize the moment, every opportunity that we get to use it as a teaching moment, bring awareness to this condition. You know, that's why Absolutely. we're our book, book drive is to get books into elementary schools because if we can educate them young, the next generation would fare better than we did. Um, you know, with the bully and the teasing, and the pointing. You're in the in the Walmart and somebody's frozen looking at you. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. like they're frozen, solid, mm-hmm. staring. Yep. And so if we can that's change that. that, it's gonna take all of us.
1: Yes, and I love that. I love being a part of this community and being a part of educating everyone, um, especially kids, because I was a kid yes. when I had it, and there was there were no books or resources. So the fact that they're available now, I think, is is fantastic, and it's a huge goal of mine to get more books into schools. I, I yes. love that. Yes, let
0: us help you, please. Let us. I'm ready to help. Please, I got some supplies <laughs> as well.
1: Wonderful. I love that. Yes. Yes. Well.
0: I, I we're not quite at the ha- um the halfway mark but let me just say to anybody that's listening to this um conversation and you'd like um to call in just to say hello or to ask myself or my special guest Tiffany from Minnesota a question I'm going to open up the lines uh you can call in at 516-666-9973 let me say it again, 516-666-9973. Again, you're listening to Bit Friends Podcast. Um, I'm Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO, coming to you live out of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and uh, shows are really being led, and now I've transferred everything over to our amazing, amazing co-leader of North Carolina. Uh, Mark Braxton is now our engineer and co-lead, uh, well, leading the charge for me as I dip my hands into some other things. Um, I'm giving um, Tiffany a chance to get her, uh, get a sip of water, wine if she will, whatever it is. But I want <laughs> to catch up with you on just a few um, notices. Um, again, you're listening um to our BitFriends Podcast and we're sponsored by my Vilagos team. Um, kudos to our amazing, amazing also from Minnesota, if you will, our amazing marketing director and I have worked together to produce our first ever BitFriends newsletter. And oh my God, I, I am so I've loved this young lady. Her name is Alicia Roofs for for since nineteen um nineteen, my gosh. Two thousand fifteen I fell in love with just a phone call or a text and um invited her to speak on the Capitol steps and I told her mom and dad, um, she is now my daughter. I have rights to privileges people. And so and her sister as well. I had to get a sis, sister's permission and husband's permission. But, yes, we have produced the most precious uh, newsletter. Kudos. Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to get a look at our newsletter. Visit our website, www.bigfriends.org, and go to um, the newsletter and give us feedback. Tell us what you think. We are a working community. We work 24-7 365, well, let's subtract Christmas, 364 days a week we're here for you. Educating, bringing awareness, doing all that we can so that people will know about um, big Friends. And lastly, I wanted to throw out that we're in the process of a film production. We're just about 95% completed with our film. And it's entitled, More Than Our Skin. It's the story of five women and our journey of living with vitiligo. Love that word, journey. Everybody knows me. It's a journey, ladies and gentlemen. So back to my conversation in the journey with Tiffany. Uh, she is out of Minnesota. And Tiffany... Tell us how you got connected, how you heard about big Friends out of Minnesota. Tell us about that encounter.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked. But I did want to touch on that a little bit. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of communities out there for a little bit of everything. And I just randomly thought one day, I'm like, I wonder if there's a community out there for Vitiligo. Like, I just kind of thought about it. I was like, and then I did a little bit of research, and I came across, Alicia, who I am proud to say that is now one of my best friends, that girl is amazing. love you, mm. alicia. <laughs> yeah, and um we met and had lunch, and she told me all about the organization, and it was just so powerful to I, to actually speak with someone that had vitiligo for just, like a very long time as well. Um, so I think that that's one of the most powerful moments of my vitiligo journey is. Being a part of a community because I, I felt like I was alone in the vitiligo that nobody could really understand what I was going through, and of course right. I have the support and the love from my family and friends, but mm-hmm. there's nothing like being a part of a group that's just like you. So I feel like like that was huge for me, and then um, you know being involved in the other aspects of it by getting to know other people and. You know, having the honor to speak with you, and I'm excited to meet you next year at the Day Conference that will be held in Minnesota. Yeah, and selfishly, selfishly, I am a little glad that it didn't happen because I would have missed it. But at yeah. least it's here next year. And you know, even at this year's conference that was virtual, I started mm-hmm. bawling in the first three minutes, and like just wow. because it was so powerful for me because I felt like I've been holding so much in because I haven't really gotten to talk to anyone or hear anybody else's story mm-hmm. or your journey. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to be a hot mess next year, but I'm excited about it and prepared. So <laughs> um, I think well, that's I been the, the biggest part about my journey is this community.
0: Yes. And I want to especially say thank you because to come on in as a new member to the Minnesota group, and, you know, to come in and want to help right away, not sitting on the sidelines, not sitting on the bleachers, but the willingness to jump in and to say to Alicia, what can I help with? What can I do? And to now crown you as the assistant there in Minnesota is our honor and our privilege. What do you say to that, taking that part
1: of me. I I am honored as well. I, I am excited about the opportunity. Um I have a lot to bring to the table. Um, I'm hoping that I can, you know, help, uh, affect others in positive ways to learn from my story and, you know, maybe feed off of some of my confidence that I have and, you know, just that kind of thing. And just and build relationships with other people, you know, and just Absolutely. be there for the kids. Cause there's a lot of kids that, um, you know, have vitiligo that don't have support. And I want to, be there for them, too, and let them see me and see me be fun and happy and live life and, you know, do good things in this world. Yeah,
0: that's a wonderful thing because, again, just like um you're saying, there's still so many people who don't know. You said a 70-something-year-old person still today. We're in 2021, and people are still not knowledgeable about vitiligo. That, that just baffles my mind.
1: I know. Me too. It really does. Really does. I was. No. I was shocked. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. You know, because there's models on TV. There's now people in commercial. We had one of our girls we met in Houston. She was in like a Toyota or one of those commercials. People are doing things. You know, somebody mm-hmm. saw one of our young girl, the teen, one of our teen girl leaders. She was. Um, on the um, the gap, in the gap store, in the window, and, uh, you know, people are getting out there.
1: I saw people one in my hometown Target, you know, and I, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I took a picture and sent it to, like, everyone. I was like, look at this. Like, I've been to that Target, like, 9,000 times, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I took a selfie with it, and it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, like you're saying, you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm out here in the world alone, and you walk up into Target and go, oh, my God, there's a poster. There's somebody there. Yeah,
1: know. You know? I love that. I mean, it's about time. <laughs> there should yes. be more of it. <laughs> yeah. It's you know, going it's, to us. But it's, it's a good going small to step in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So your role is you're part of this, Minnesota. What are some of the things since you've been a part of the group that you guys have done. I I think I heard um, a picnic in the park. Tell me some of the things that you guys have done.
1: Yeah, so we had kind of a little um, summer barbecue, kind of memorial weekend, I think it was, um, over at Alicia's house where everyone just brought a potluck and we just hung out and talked around the table. And that was my first time being around multiple people with vitiligo. And it was so powerful. Oh, my God, it just felt so good because they understand and they get it. Like, I can yeah. talk to them and they know, they've been through it. And it was a great variety of people, men, women, older, younger. So then we had another little picnic in the park Um that was um, – the idea was uh, a parent from a little girl, I believe hmm. her name is Lily, whose parent wanted her little girl to be around other kids. So it was kind of mainly – about kids meeting other kids. And there was, I believe, mm. three or four kids that came um, and, that nice. was, and they all played together like normal, like they didn't talk about it. It wasn't a big deal. It's more like the parents talking about it to understand a little yeah. bit more. But the kids played just like kids at the park and it was, it was wonderful. So I think that was really, really powerful for them, hopefully, to know that they're not alone, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and it was a fun to get together.
0: It was exciting. The um, the film that we're doing. I got Alicia to be a part of this um, piece, and the first set of um, film was uh, filming was done out in Minnesota. Were you a part of that film day?
1: Yes, I was. So it was kind of a, a dual effort. It was a little potluck get together in addition to when the film crew was in town um, filming Alicia's portion and her family. So. Uh, that was pretty cool, and I, I love the fact that there's going to be a documentary about it. Again, it's about time. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was that was really cool, and seeing the trailers of everyone's stories, it's going to be so great, and I'm sure it's going to be successful, So, but that was fun to meet them, and they just kind of recorded us in the background. We were just talking about the Lego a little bit and some of our journeys and laughed and giggled, and you know, so it was, it was a good time, good experience, and I'm really, really grateful to be a part of it.
0: A beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Um, absolutely. And, you know, for the world to see us in in a in a comfortable setting, that we can giggle, that we can laugh, that we can have fun together and live our life. Villalito mm-hmm. is not going to stop us from being us. And that's what this Amen. Film that is, is right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. My prayer is mm-hmm. that this um first documentary and I said the word first that it will not be mm-hmm. hit. We're hoping that, you know, because there are other groups out there, there's the the, the Detroit group and the Chicago group, the Atlanta group. So, you know, I'm, I'm saying I'm praying for the success. The success of this film, we're hoping will blossom into a second film that may include the other um Support groups around the country, maybe a third film that would just include all children. Oh, my head is loaded with the ideas so I just I oh, love that. Sauce, that um, it That's is so great. I'm praying for success it'll
1: happen of this, you
0: know?
1: yeah, I'm, I'm confident that it'll it'll be a really good positive thing, and oh, it'll yeah. just keep going. as it's going to get bigger and better.
0: Now, if you had one thing, one desire for the community, for the nation, as it relates to Vitiligo, when I say that, I always think of the fact that in 1975, 1975, a senator from Maryland with Vitiligo put it on the House floor to get a bill for Vitiligo, and he was pretty much ignored. In 1975, BitFriends has a desire, and it's to see that that bill, H.R. 3520, anybody could Google it, if you have Google, H.R. 3520, type the word bill, I go with it, and see what you come up with. It still sits. It's too long. That's 40 plus That's- years mind we blowing want for the government to acknowledge that vitiligo is a disease when you read the science the material the book says vitiligo is a mere cosmetic condition no it's not it's a disease no, it's and we not. have to use the word disease because it's a medical term. Now, if you're having a conversation with your family and friends, I'm not going to go over there and say, I have a disease. No, I have a condition. But for the medical purposes, we have to use the word disease, and that's why we're not getting the attention we deserve. What's your feeling on all of this?
1: You know, I'm actually a little bit mind-blown that it's been there for 45 years. You'd think that 2021 there'd be – some significant change in that area and that it would be recognized in the medical medical community as as more of a disease and not a cosmetic thing because that is that is ridiculous (laughs) anyone with vitiligo can tell you that and there's thousands and millions of us out there but i just i find that um i mean i'm kind of at a loss for words to be honest with you i think it's it's something that i know that you guys are actively working on and would love more to be more involved in what I can do to help, you know, back that up and get it more recognized in the community or in the outside of the local community as the the disease and not a cosmetic problem, you know.
0: Absolutely. Cosmetic problem is when you have a pimple and you can pop it and then you could cover it with a little concealer. That
1: And then that's it'll a go cosmetic away.
0: Issue. This is not what we right. deal with day and night is not that at all. And so we need
1: the language. And it can rapidly spread. Oh, yes, Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: So we need language change. We need language change desperately. But it's not going to take just with friends. It's going to take all the groups nationally. It's going to take our mothers, our brothers, our bosses. It's going to take the collective body of people that are concerned about this condition to bring it to the forefront, yes, it's nice to see the billboards in Macy's and in target it's it's nice it's getting there, but it needs uh-huh. more it needs much more than that it needs much more than that I agree and having you on board helping Minnesota and helping this cause. let's push it out there. Let's tell people even more what what we're
1: dealing with, you know yes, absolutely. We need to be heard, we have
0: for a, sure. Yes. And we have a pen pal patch group. Um, we have 186 children logged on to our files that are with vitiligo. And they're not just nationally, they're internationally. We have Argentina, Australia, mm-hmm. UK, Canada, babies, 4 wow. year years old. Their mothers are writing. What can we do? What should we do? We'll send a book. We'll send encouraging words, but it needs more than that. It needs us all to come together. We have, we, March 1st, we launched our teens group called Purple Patch Teens. And I would never forget the young girl, 16 years old from California, and she said, she was a guest, uh, one of the speakers at the historic FDA. Oh my God, were you on the call for that? The I
1: don't FDA
0: think so. call in March, the first time in the history that the FDA listened to a group of people with vitiligo and heard our stories. And this young girl, 16 years old, before she got on that call, we had a meeting, we talked. And these were her words. I mean, quote is logged into my brain. She said, "It is my duty." Sixteen years old. She said, "It is my duty to tell people about vitiligo." That's the stance we all should take, shouldn't we? What do you think?
1: You know, I want to meet that girl. (laughs) It kind of sounds like me when I was sixteen. I'd probably, if I was involved in the group, but like, good for her because she's. She's come. She's got a lot uh, to bring to the table with her age, and you know. So I think that's awesome. You know, good for yeah. her. More power to her. And I'm hoping oh, yeah. that they they understand that it affects all ages. You know, so that's awesome.
0: And you, you you're right with that, but it's more than that. All ages, all gender, all race. It, the whole gamut. Mm-hmm. Yep, everybody, oh,
1: yeah. and at any, it can come at any age, too, whether, you know, like me when I was five, or, you know, I met someone uh, last week who's part of the Minnesota group, she got it when she was 35, you know? And I got it
0: when
1: I was 40. So, hello. There you go, you know, yep.
0: <laughs> you know, so you, I, sometimes I want to say, oh, my God, thank God I didn't go through my t- teenage years with this. I probably would have wanted to be alive. You know, you say all sorts of things, but. It happened when it's supposed to happen. It should not really happen. But listen, what can we do? But live right make the best of our lives and now that we have taken on courage to go out and help somebody else who's not there.
1: Yep, and that's the goal. And you know, I kinda have a, a little bit of an opposite perspective than you. It's like I'm almost like I don't know any different. I don't know what it's like to have like quotation marks right. normal in, right. Like a one pigment color, you know, because um, right. I you can see it like everywhere no matter what I wear now, and you know I I don't know any difference, so I've just learned to adapt,
0: right? And I feel
1: like it's made me stronger as a person in general, you know, yes. and into my adulthood. Then you know, so it it, it kind of goes both ways, I guess.
0: <laughs> and it's funny you would say that because you you're saying that made me remember
1: uh your very leader there in minnesota she had it at four months she An did infant. Yep.
0: exactly yep oh my god so that's but why I it's really nice heard to have like it someone moved me away
1: hmm and and that's why alicia and i think like not only that is why we get along because it's nice to have that because we're close in age Connection. and we basically had it growing up almost our whole lives so right. we have a lot in common right. in that regard right
0: Well, I'm excited about our future as a community, as a group of people who's out there championing this cause. This is our cause. This is our thing. And uh, to have people like you coming on board, that's why I said no. I wanted some time to sit down and have a conversation, to hear your journey, to hear what you've been through, you know. So this is Mm -hmm. my privilege. To, for me and my journey's
1: not year. over. It, it's kind of blossoming at this point because I finally get to tell my story and talk about it. I feel like there's been so many years where I I didn't talk about it and it wasn't yes. really a part of my life. But now I'm I'm acknowledging it and it, and it's making me feel even more full. So um, my journey is kind of just beginning in a sense. <laughs> Amen. Well,
0: as we kind of wind down, tell me how excited are you and what plans do you know of for us as we prepare to come to Minnesota?
1: For oh constantly- my gosh. I can't even tell you how excited I am. It's going to be, I mean, Alicia's worked really hard on some of the plans yeah. and it's going to be, it's going to be so powerful for me and any, even people who've been there for many years, I'm sure. I just, I can't even put into words how excited I am that it's going to be here and Minnesota is a wonderful place to be, and in June it's beautiful here. Um, so it's it's going to be so great, and I welcome everyone to Minnesota. Um, it's a wonderful community here, and I'm just excited to meet everyone and just be in a room yeah. full of people like me yeah. <laughs> for the first time ever.
0: It, it's it's an experience that even if it's your third time, fourth, time, it's an experience that no one can fully explain. I mean, you walk into an auditorium, and you're looking to your left, you're looking to your right, and, wow, there's 300 people that look like you.
1: Mm-hmm. It's mind boggling It's, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be definitely, like, I, I'm kind of the speechless. It's just going to be so powerful for me, I'm sure. Okay. And I am excited. I'm excited. <laughs>
0: And I, I've done it every year, and even 2019 to walk into—I wasn't even in the auditorium yet. I'm walking into the hotel lobby to go to pick up my badge and my my gift bag and and my, and my stuff, and the tears because I'm here into the Valley. i here to the—it's the, like a sea of saying my name. But just the fact that I was on the on the premises, I lost my natural mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. were rolling. That's gonna be I me the whole time.
0: The were rolling. So pip, pip, get, oh, ready. Yeah. get ready, get ready, get I ready. I don't plan on wearing any
1: makeup that day, that's for sure. No, <laughs> well, you can't.
0: I advise you. You can't. You may put on no a mascara. Not even waterproof
1: mascara. <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> you don't want that
0: mascara running, right?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yep. Nope. No, and you I, don't I mean everyone will that look day. the same, so <laughs>
0: you don't need
1: it that day because you're going to be with family.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And and please encourage family, friends. It's open to everybody. Co-workers who really want a depth of understanding as to what we go through. This is where they need to be. So bring mom, bring mm -hmm. your brothers, bring whoever you can bring. They need this.
1: Yep. My mom's definitely coming.
0: Get the word out. Mhm. Yeah. I'm excited.
1: I'm excited. I am too. It'll be great.
0: Well, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know we had plans to get mama, but we'll get your mama. Um, We'll see at conference. We'll probably do a little something. I don't know. We might be going live. We are going live. We have plans of going <laughs> live while we're on um, in Minnesota. So, I hope to see and talk to your mom and just express um, gratitude for, you know, being your supporter, your supporter. um, Your mom supporting you today has given you to us today. Your mom supported Mm -hmm. you back then, you know, so we're grateful. absolutely. What is your last word to someone that's listening today? They're in the midst and new to this journey before you leave us, what would you say to them?
1: I would say that you're not alone and that mm. there's so much support out there for from strangers now that can become your best and closest friends and become your family members, you know, um, and just help you go through your journey. And you, you don't have to do it alone, you know, and that there's mm. just, so many people out there that have so much love and and so much to give and, you know, take advantage of that and just go find them. And they're there. They're, they're there. Like I met Alicia and I've met you and all the wonderful people in the Minnesota community is just be a part of it. And, and you're not alone. That's my main thing is that you're not alone. Yeah.
0: And, you know... It, That's the anthem that we will forever sing. You know, uh, we have an 800 number, 844-374-3639, that we tell folks they can call it every day on the calendar for 2022 and beyond. You can call that number. You'll get a live person. And so we're here to help them. We got a call on that number from a woman out of New York City Of Indian descent. I don't know if you know, folks know, that in some cultures, this condition can be deadly. And when I say deadly, you're an outcast, you're put aside, you're ignored by your very own family. Mm -hmm. And so um, my vice president who lives in New York, I think it started off with our women's group leader, Tiffany, and um, Mm -hmm. she spoke. Her, she said, Valerie, I gotta transfer this call to you. It, it, it's it's a lot for me, and I took the call. And you know, it's when New York Vice President would say, it's like talking people off the cliff when we get some of these calls. They're on the they're on yeah, the edge. Yeah,
1: I can imagine.
0: And so we. And that's something to
1: remember done. that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Well, no, go ahead, please.
1: I was going to say that's something important to remember that everyone's kind of going through their own journey, regardless of mm. how long you've had vitiligo, how much vitiligo you have that covers, right. whether you're pale and light skinned or you're very dark skinned, you know, everyone's kind of going through their own journey, regardless right. of all of that. So it's just a matter of supporting each other. And, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what we saw the woman is what you just said is that you are not alone we have to repeat that over mm-hmm. and over you are right. not alone and that's what we're trying to sell people that you're not alone you come on board and you have now picked up a family of your own you have your natural family you may have a work family you may have but you have picked up a family that would love you care for you be here for you always 24 7 and if- even with an 800 line you know, what more can we give you? You know? So right. I love the line. You and said, it's a forever family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thank you. Thank you. I thank you. What more can I say? It is my
1: pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to thank you too, Valerie, for putting this organization together. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. I would have never met Alicia if it weren't mm-hmm. for you. So I want to thank you for everything that you do, For our community, we couldn't do without you all the time and effort that you put into it. So thank you and kudos to you times a million.
0: Bless you, bless you, bless you. Listen, have yourself, I'm not going to sing it, but you know I'm going to say, have yourself (laughs) a very merry Christmas. And above all, stay safe. I love you. And look forward to getting a huge hug in just a couple of months. God bless you.
1: Big, big, big hug. Less than six months away. And all the same to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And to everyone else as well, stay happy and healthy. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. Family forever. Love you, girl. Stay well.
1: All right. Love you too, Valerie. Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Bye-bye Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my very special guest, Tiffany out of Minnesota. She is the assistant to our leader there, Ms. Alicia Roofs, and they are doing tremendous work in Minnesota, especially as they prepare for Conference 2022. It has been my pleasure once again. I don't do this very often because we have a tremendous uh, person at the helm right now, my co-host and partner and engineer of our podcast. Um, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on iHeartRadio and so much more. Um, I bless my leader, or my uh, co-host, Mark Braxton. We have great things. He has great things planned for um, 2022 to help to move us forward. Um, Listen for his show. He has a show today. Um, Later on, uh, oh, my memory is is sagging now. I think I need coffee. But he has a show. It's either 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. Please forgive that. But please get a listen to his show. He has a tremendous guest. You don't want to miss his guest. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Neal is from Houston, Texas. A young man into fitness, handsome young man, you got to get a listen to this show. Listen, God bless you. Whatever you do, stay well, stay safe, merry, merry, merry Christmas, and a bright, prosperous, and most importantly, healthy and happy 2022 from Valerie Molyneux and the entire VIT friends, community. We send you love and blessings. Podcast is being sponsored by my vitiligos team. We love you. Bye for now.